We believe to ride and run is freedom and empowerment. We believe riding and running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people were physically active, the world would be a better place. We believe in physical activity because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Ride and Run Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Big Peach Ride and Run Podcast. Hello, everyone. It is, again, my extreme good fortune to host this little broadcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. I am here with friends. What a fun occasion this will be. One of my friends almost needs no introduction. He is here again, Dolomite Dave Martinez, D2 Audio and Video Man, what an enhancement. You always have the best backdrop. And now, once again, you've almost managed to outdress me. <laughs> Got to look good for the camera, you know? I was like, there's a lot of things I can't control, you know, but clothing, I, I, I can do that. I, I can at least, you know, dress up and, and put on a nice shirt. Well, you are a handsome fella. For those of you who are only listening to the podcast, check out the video. You can, of course, do that on our YouTube channel. You'll get a chance to see D2 maybe for the first time ever in a collared shirt. Man, he dresses up really, really well. I said this earlier, we have a lot of Zs in the last name. Martinez is not the only one carrying a Z. Two of our friends who join us in this episode, good friends Alex and Stephanie Rodriguez, there are more Z's. That is super cool, but even more so having them with us. We'll tell you why here shortly, but this is going to be a great episode where we touch on many things you'll find not only interesting, but also important. Alex and Stephanie, thanks for being part of the Big Peach Ride and Run podcast. Thank thank you for having us. Pleasure to be here. Good. Well, I believe the pleasure perhaps is all ours. And I mentioned that we're going to cover a few different topics to give everybody a little bit of a preview as you start your watch, perhaps start your workout routine. One of the things that a lot of people are thinking about, it is now springtime. The dogwoods are in full bloom, the azaleas and all kinds of allergy considerations as well. And people are now coming into our store saying, man, I wonder what the local racing scene is going to be like. Like this year, there seem to be some really encouraging signs that it is coming back or will be back close to full force as we get to the middle part or backside of summer. I will tell you, D2 and I, we are not the experts, but Alex and Stephanie, they are. We will cover that. In addition, one of the things I'm really, really proud of our organization, we made a promise to you, to all of our guests, to any constituent we might ever have that when we started talking more frequently, more deeply about diversity in the lifestyle we serve in the industry in which we participate, we said we would not let that conversation just silently go away or only bring it up when it was the headline of the day. Alex Rodriguez, not only a dear friend, also an immigrant from Mexico, an entrepreneur, obviously a leader in this lifestyle and in his community with his wife and his team. We'll tell you more about that and we'll dive into his story and what we can learn when it comes to what he has learned himself and is now willing to share. And then lastly, but certainly not leastly, at least for me, maybe this is a selfish indulgent with Alex and Stephanie being married and running a business together about running. My goodness, how do you make that work? I know there are many of you out there perhaps wondering how to do it. 
better or maybe whether you could do it at all. So they'll give us some tips and tricks, perhaps even some cautionary tales about how to make a business you love work with the one you love as well. So an awesome episode. Before we dive into that content, though, we have a super special announcement. We are not going to bury the headline. So Alex and Stephanie, right now, some would say, man, I know them. Aren't they the proprietors, the entrepreneurs, obviously those who are the personality behind North Georgia Running Company? And isn't this a podcast affiliated with Big Peach Running Company and Big Peach Ride and Run? And you'd be like, yeah, man, he or she is right. Those are those two people. Why would a competitor to Big Peach be the featured conversation? Well, I told you what we want to learn from them. But we go back a long time and we believe together we are better. So for those of you who do know North Georgia Running Company, for those of you who perhaps have even visited their store, done their races, you know how good they are. You would not be surprised to know that D2 and I and our team have a deep affinity for what it is they stand for and what they do every single day with every intention that they have. And as a result, we've gotten together for the last six months, and it is our collective pleasure to be able to announce that North Georgia Running Company will become part of the Big Peach family in the not-too-distant future. Shooting for a perhaps pre July 4th opening. We will not give you details now that we'll have to go back and unwind, but what we will tell you is stay tuned. And so now being able to say this publicly, Alex and Stephanie, I can't tell you how excited we are to work together more frequently and not just have conversation. Yes, we uh, feel the same, Mike. We're very, very excited. And um, over the last six months, um, from when we first spoke to now, it's um, the excitement has just grown and grown, and we we both are very excited um, to be moving forward. Well, and, and Alex, I can't tell if you're getting ready to say something. I know you are a bit under the weather. I know Stephanie always should have the mouthpiece. That's part of what you'll probably tell us down the road when we start talking about how you make your relationship and your business work. But I will tell you the same is true for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm overly excited, and um, I'm sorry that I cannot speak clearly, but I, I'll do my best. Uh, um, yeah, definitely the, the uh, affinity, like you mentioned before, uh, towards the organization, Big Peach organization, you know, has always been there and the uh, mutual uh, respect and uh, admiration that we all have uh, towards each other and uh, the friendship, you know, that we have known for many, many years. So um, again, you know, same as Stephanie had mentioned, you know, finally we are to the point now that we can make this public and announce it. And we just, we can't wait. We've been wanting to tell many people, we just can't until now is the opportunity. So yeah, we are, to say we are excited is, 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 is an understatement. Awesome. Well, it's collective and yet we've already got real work to do, right? We have a podcast. You guys are bona fide experts on things that we want to talk about. So we won't dwell on that, but it is a special announcement, a special occasion for all of us. And certainly we will continue to roll out details as they become even more crystallized. But again, 
please look forward to more information about Big Peach working with North Georgia Running Company, being in coming Georgia up in beautiful Forsyth County over the next couple of months. We are taping here in early May. We anticipate being able to get that all pulled together in the next couple of months. In the meantime, Alex, let's go ahead and get started talking to you and Stephanie about a part of your business that quite frankly, I don't know if you knew this, Big Peach was in and out of. There was a time when we owned four of our own races and we ultimately determined it is too hard. We'd much rather be retailers. We'd rather procure merchandise and figure out guest service propositions and how to improve those. And we just simply walked away from it, not because it wasn't a good business asset, certainly not because there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm, but we weren't able to figure it out. You guys have, you guys now have a stable of over 10 events. I know things change given the fact that we're on the backside of the main thrust of this pandemic. I know things change every year with being able to find venues and and get permits. But when we think about the North Georgia race series, it is proven, it is longstanding, and quite frankly, they are some of the best events in middle Georgia. Before I get to just promoting those events and encouraging everybody to go to your website and to think about signing up for many or all of the events, first give us kind of a look into the present and the future of local races, given the uncertainty that is part of our past right now? Well, the current uh, uh, state of uh, races, uh, when it, it comes to uh, live events, we are currently about a 90 to 95% capacity that we were pre-pandemic. So that's okay. encouraging because um, as we look into the future, we will have bring back most of the events that we have live, again, pre-pandemic. Um, so that is encouraging for us to see that many people are wanting to come back and do the live events. So um, from that regard, you know, we, we, we've done really, really good also during the pandemic with other events that we went virtual. So we, there was okay. a, an aspect of pandemic time where we had to uh, adjust and do something creative for the participants because the participants wanted to do something, still getting them out of the house and do something to some sort of a challenge, a daily knowledge or daily activities and stuff like that. So that helped a lot, helped us a lot through the pandemic. And now, obviously, you know, with with the new events that we have, um, we we're looking forward to them because it is it is uh, it is promising, and is and it's going to be good. So, Stephanie, let me ask you because Alex, all of a sudden, um, for me put this flashpoint that virtual events may not really be behind us. They may have a role to play. What do you see kind of in the future between in-person events and virtual events and whether they will both exist or whether they'll coexist or, or what do you see kind of coming our way as it relates to those two options that have kind of existed over the last couple of years? Um, I believe that the live races is where it's at. Um, and, and we've seen just with our virtual uh, challenges, how they've, um, the num- they're not as popular because people want to get out. People want to communicate. People want to get together. And um, those live races, um, especially um, after the pandemic, they, they've 
they've just grown in numbers and, and we've gotten the feedback from um, our participants that, oh, we're so excited that we're racing again. We're so excited that um, we're able to um, get with our friends and go to a live event. And so our feedback that we've gotten is just the excitement to be able to be in um, a live event again. So as far as the virtual goes, that's always an option if we were to have okay. to go back to that. But I, I see the live events and um, the races really booming right now, especially after the pandemic, more so than so before. Well, I think we have a responsibility collectively as, as retailers, as certainly those who are serving a lifestyle. We want more and more people all the time to participate in, to take so many of these people who have maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time begun walking and running and being part of what we call a pedestrian active lifestyle to now get involved in events because that's part of what makes it sticky, right? Is a continuous source of not only perspiration, but also inspiration and enjoyment. Mm -hmm. What do you see maybe in the next, let's say, six months, the percentage of those who have maybe never participated in your events before? Do you have any registration statistics yet that say, wow, this isn't somebody who was doing these events prior to the pandemic. These are people who have never registered yeah. before. Yeah, we've seen a, quite a few already. Just um, people who have actually emailed us and said, you know, I never used to walk. I never used to run. Um, but when you offered this virtual challenge, um, me and my friends, we did it together and now I'm walking, now I'm running and, um, I've lost this amount of weight. And, um, so the percentage of those people I would say is great. It, it's, that's what the good that came out of the pandemic. Um, it's just, it got so many people active, um, and, and moving forward. And, um, so it's been great as far as to see those numbers well, and, for, and those people come out and, and say, I've never done this before, but here I am. Well, and for those of you who have not done a race before, here's what we know, but what we want to share. And that is if you've not done an event, it can seem before you register, before you show up, maybe a little bit intimidating. All of a sudden you're getting into the water for the first time, so to speak. Let me assure you. And I believe this is true by and large in events around the running industry in general. What I can guarantee you is it is the case in the North Georgia race series. You show up, you will not feel out of place. You will be immediately welcomed. You will be encouraged. And by the time it is, it is, you know, kind of your first finish, you will be hooked. You will want to do it again and again. If you're wondering, well, when is our first opportunity to do so? I'm going to ask Alex and Stephanie about this event, the Kilometers for Kindness 5k and family fun run love that phrase kilometers for kindness that's on june 4th alex or stephanie tell us a little bit about that event and heck this is your opportunity promote away my friends i want to see everybody get registered for it as well yeah kilometer for kindness uh came out of um the idea of trying to partner with an orga a local organization that um helps uh assist adults with uh uh, special needs, you know, typically when mm. um, kids, adolescents are out of school, out of the school system, their services are ended. So um, Creative Enterprises is a, is a phenomenal organization in Forsyth County that uh, assists adults with the special needs. So we wanted to make this event a uh, fun 
a little bit different instead of miles and miles have over just the kilometers, right? Kilometers and just be kind, you know, be kind toward uh, to one another and um, um, and benefit this uh, amazing organization that um, that I have a deep um, a, a connection to it just because uh, my my young daughter also is uh, is an autistic child, so um, that that organization has a, a personal connection to us as a family because we want to not only um, walk, run, but also create some sort of awareness to what they do and bring that attention to uh, what they do in our town. That's awesome. Well, well done on the, I mean, we will of course include the links in our show notes. You can learn more very easily if you go to North Georgia, that's North GA runningco.com. You'll see all of the races they have. If you are a run signup fan, you can go straight to run sign up, look for kilometers for kindness, and you'll have the link to register right away. Again, trust our show notes. Those links will be there, but you mentioned Alex, the term fun. And that's one thing I've seen in all of your races at big peach. As you now know, one of our core values, we take fun seriously. And the reality is if we look at some of your races, the cookie crusher, who's your daddy beer mile on father's day, run white and blue 5k on July 4th, run your bunts off. And I could go on and on with the way that you have not only termed your events, but now orchestrated them where the cornerstone is indeed fun. What made you decide to make that such an important ingredient in your events as opposed to what for a long time was fine if it was just a local neighborhood, 5, 10K, half marathon, you decided to do all the extra work and it seemingly is working and it now is seemingly a part of what you do so well. What made you do it that way? People want to do something that is fun. People want to, people want to register for a race that has a, a nice swag, a nice t-shirt, a nice mm. logo, a nice medal, uh, perhaps something to eat at the finish line. Um, so they can, it's, it's, at times it's almost, uh, it's almost like a reward for people that, you know, I just ran a 5k, so I, I, I can reward myself with the cookie, with the donut, with, with the bambini, <laughs> you know, so, um, we, we noticed you know, years ago, the, the traditional 5K, 10K race was not growing or was just kind of disappearing. So people were just bored of doing the same race over and over. So we have, what if we do something fun? You know, um, it's particularly with the bun, the bun, uh, run your buns off. It's probably our biggest 5K we have out there. Um, followed by here we come, coming out with a cookie crusher. Um, and then we partnered with some of the, uh, uh, you know, local businesses, you know, like in this case, we partnered with uh, Nothing Bun Cake Company. So they partnered with us to offer those bantinis uh, to the participants. Uh, this particular race we have coming up on May 1st, we partnered, partnering with Cookie Crumble or Crumble Cookie. Crumble cookie. And so that is a phenomenal um, concept that they have. And, People are all about that cookie. A lot of people just want to run because I get a cookie at the end or I get a bantini. So it's the fun, you know, people love to take their selfies at the finish line. 
with their friends and talk about that on the social media almost immediately, you know? So um, for us, Stephanie and I are fortunate to have a, a great, great team behind us. Uh, they, they, they create uh, the art, they create uh, uh, the all the platform, everything from a spreadsheet that keeps us very, very organized to when we order medals, when we order t-shirts, when is that color available, is it is the timing company uh, here on time? You know all those details that the reality when it's race day for us is really a celebration. You know oh, it wow. is. It is. I myself on race day, I'm I'm just walking around shaking hands because the the great team we have behind and we and we plan it out. So, you know, and they are so, they follow through with all of that. So again, you know, people, people sometimes ask me, are you ready for tomorrow's race? If I'm not ready for tomorrow's race at this point, I'm in trouble, you know? So, <laughs> so yes, we are ready. And tomorrow is just, it's, it's, it's almost like it's the, it's the party. We organize this party and this celebration, and now we're just going to celebrate. Well, you have both broken the hearts of Sweet Tooth <laughs> team members everywhere. By the time this podcast released, the Cookie Crusher will be in the rear view. So in 2023, put that on your calendar the first weekend in May, because now you've just heard all about it. On the flip side, you've also heard why it is that they are still in the race leadership business and Big Peach Running Company exited because on race day, Alex is out shaking hands. I can tell you when we were involved with races for five years on race morning, I was busy freaking out. That difference tells me you are doing the right thing and we made the right decision now almost 10 years ago. But here's another hearty endorsement. Go do North Georgia race series events. You will not be disappointed, especially again, for those of you who have never done one, what a great place to start. Check out our show links. Alex, I'm going to change topics here. I want to make sure that we give this the, the time it deserves. It's near and dear to D2 and to my heart because of what promise we made publicly on this broadcast now many months and episodes ago. Diversity in running three years ago was not a phrase. Even worse, it was not evident in most instances and in most places. Of course, there has been some rightful focus on the black community as we've looked at diversity, given everything that's happened since Ahmad Arbery's murder. And yet at the same time, here you are an immigrant from Mexico, and I'll be the first to tell you, we do not see nearly enough people from Mexico, Latino, Hispanic descent at all in our stores. Our first store was literally less than a mile from Buford Highway, where a significant percentage of people were either immigrants or were first generation from families that had come to the United States from Mexico or perhaps countries in Central or South America. And yet, where were they? Why were they not in our store? So very, you know, kindly, uh, very pointedly, what is the current status in your estimation of immigrants from Mexico and their relationship with running and walking and this lifestyle that you and I and our team serve? Yeah, so, you know, in, in our state and mostly in, our, in, in, in the metro area, what you see 
it's, it's a lot of what we call a first generation of immigrants, especially Mexican, American, Latinos. Um, so the cultural environment there is that they, much, many of us, the reason we left our countries is to come to work and create a, a better living for those, uh, you know, our kids, our, our families. So many of us, and this includes me, in the beginning, when I first moved to the U.S. in 1991, um, for about three, four years, I didn't do anything but work and work and work. And um, so, you know, what you, what you see in other states, say California, right, or Texas, you see second generations now of Latinos, of Mexican kids being born in the U.S. So the, the, the cultural uh, behavior for them is different than the first generation because now they, okay. they immerse into their culture, American culture, they, they can start running or can start doing a lot of things that the normal, uh, typical uh, American you know, society um, do, you know, and this includes running. So uh, I say that we still have maybe another, you know, seven, eight, 10 years to start to see that, that second generation of, of Latinos here in, in, in our state. Um, and we'll, we'll start, you, I start to see, we see some, some people, some, some, some Latinos in our races um, uh, and they see me, they want to come, to run with us because they say, you know, this is valid and he organizes these races. So they feel more um, in touch, I guess, because they, they see me as part of it. Um, but that is, this, this, unfortunately for right now, that's still the status of that, you know. So again, you know, we see a few kids now. I, I, I know a couple of kids from a local high school that are really, really good runners. that are Latinos and um, breaking records. You know, and come into mm. the store and buy stuff from us. You know, so that as we as we um, spend more time here, you know, that those families and those new, you know, kids from born in this country are will be doing this. Will come will be coming to see us. You know, their parents will support them all the time and whatever they want to do. But that's until, you know, like I said, you know, now I start to see more and more of those kids, you know, but I, um, I, I think it's, it's just a matter of time. So, I mean, that's super encouraging for, for me to hear. And so now I'm going to tap into both of you as, as business owners in this, in this same space where D2 and I operate and where soon we all work together. What do you think, you know, your starting lines look like in, let's say, three to five years? If you look at race photos right now and the starting line, it's probably going to be the people who are thinner and younger, right? They want to crowd up towards the front because they want to get off the line first and they don't want to have to pass somebody early on who might not be able to hold that same pace. But compositionally, let's just say even racially, is the color going to look different in three to five years or will it continue to be primarily white from the far left side of the line all the way to the far right side of the line or do you think that maybe changes down it the road? It will change. It will change down the road. Oh, that's so good you to know, hear. I, I, um, I've, I've participated on other bigger events. You know, like I ran, I've ran the Chicago Marathon three times and 
obviously this is an international event, right? So, but you do see a, a lot of the local uh, people from Chicago, the city of Chicago, running the marathon, and it's encouraging to see how many of them are of Latino descent. You know, because obviously, it's, it's we're talking about again, it's, it's the same thing as Texas and, and California. You're talking about Chicago, which there's a big, huge population of Latinos. Uh, they have been there for a long, long time. So again, Atlanta will be Chicago in, and I'll say another seven, eight, ten years, um, and we'll start to see that um, demographic changing in our events in our store. Very cool. Well, and one of the things I've been so encouraged by is really the community, the community in and around here, what we affectionately refer to as the run ATL community. And that's everyone, regardless of whether they're running or walking, regardless of whether they're actually residing or working in the city of Atlanta or just somewhere in the incredibly wonderful state of Georgia really wants that genuinely wants that. I really sense that, that that is true for those of us who want to, you know, make that, vision you just cast for us happen even sooner. Is there anything we should be doing? If you were just going to speak to somebody who's out for a run right now to help us create what things could look like down the road, is there anything we should be thinking about right now, maybe even doing right now to better prepare ourselves for that, that might be seven, eight or 10 years down the road, or maybe in Chicago or, or uh, already? I mean, I think you're already doing some of that. I mean, um, I'm, I'm we're coming on board. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, so that is in preparation, uh, for the future. But I, I, I think that the Hispanic community, the Latino community, um, they're just like everybody else, you know, they, they want to be, they, they want to be welcome. They want to be served. They want to be, um, uh, talk properly, like, you know, like just any guest, you know, and, um, they'll come back for more because they're a very, very loyal, hardworking class that will, they will earn the loyalty by the service that is provided to them. That's awesome. Well, and, and uh, at some point you may have to host your own podcast. You can go back and forth between different languages. You'll have a far bigger audience than what D2 and I have managed to muster over, you know, over a hundred episodes. And it'll be because you're just able to connect on, on certain things based on, on your experience that, that we can't, but you're right. That's part of why we're so excited to come aboard with you, to come alongside you and the work that you're already doing to develop different communities and yet bring them all together because we have that same affinity, right? We have that same affinity of wanting to get the most out of every single day. Last question on, on this particular topic. And, and you mentioned your daughters already. I know grandchild and children is something that is also part of, of your routine. If we look at, you know, kind of the generation that is behind us or, or perhaps the children, we have the good fortune of serving in a youth running program or as part of a middle or high school program, it seems like they're already way ahead of where we were from our generation of just kind of saying, well, that's what the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it should have always been. And yet at the same time, we, we recognize that there are certain things in and around the pedestrian active lifestyle that is somewhat generational. What do you want your daughters, whether they ever run the kind of distances or mileages or races that you two have done, what do you want their experience to be in this lifestyle that has not been your experience? 
I would say, uh, I would say just um, the connection. I know that that word has been used a lot, but it is making that a connection um, and the sense of belonging, especially for mm. Isa, the youngest one, and the granddaughter who's two, and Sophia who is sixteen. It is, um, and it's when you have that feeling that you belong and um, you connect with someone and it's finding people. And, and I'm going to speak for, about Alex is he has a way to connect with people. And, um, and when I see him connecting with people in the store um, and, and I've learned a lot from him in that aspect of connecting with people when they come into the store or at races, it is you he has given people a sense of belonging, whether no matter your color, no matter your size. And um, so I would say that's what we would want for our daughters, our granddaughter um, is to have that a place where they can connect people they can connect with and those people that will help them and make them feel um, accepted and, um, included yeah so that's awesome i don't think that word is is cliche at all in fact it's an awesome reminder and i know the same now is something we will say regularly in coming d2 has recently updated all of the group and social run information on our website for those of you in and around forsyth county tuesday evenings at 6 30 so if we think let's get a head start on that especially if you're new in this lifestyle these group or social runs another great place where intimidation is not there it is an all welcoming very connective environment so check out bigpeachrunningco.com look at the social run listing or we'll include the link for the one that is incoming on Bethelview Road again 6:30 on Tuesday evenings i think that's something that hopefully all of our kids will do where we came to it a little bit slowly and we've seen them grow they'll just come to it naturally it's like well i have no interest in doing what my dad did which was a majority of his miles by himself in the dark early early morning it's like no no I only run my mileage in the evening where then I can have a beer or a meal with my friends. It's like hundred percent of my mileage is with others or it doesn't happen. That could be the state of being for our children, which I would certainly be really, really cool with. All right. I see both of you guys, for those of you who are not watching this, you are missing out. Stephanie smile alone is worth the price of admission. So you guys are having fun. That makes me feel better, but I've always seen that when the two of you are together. And I also understand your business because D2 and I and our leadership team and everyone in our organization, we're doing it too. And we are all incredibly blessed to be able to say, this is what we get to do. I mean, Alex, we've said it this way before, you are living your American dream as an immigrant. But there are also those moments you're like, oh my goodness, you clench your fist, you grit your teeth and you just charge ahead because that's what you have to do. And yet you guys are doing it as a married couple. So I have to get some coaching for those of uh, us out there who have not said, oh man, we could have done that. And of course, for all those who would like to, or would like to do it better, you made a conscious decision to work together and be married. What was it that gave you that initial confidence that that is a good idea? (laughs) Well, Alex always keeps me laughing. So his sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, See, that's super practical sense of humor. All right, go on. Uh, (laughs) Sense of humor for sure. Um, And um, just 
connect the there was a connection um that we have and um alex she's always right (laughs) so if you just have that mindset whether it's adopted or forced upon you that is going to help she's always right everywhere (laughs) All right. I've got some rapid fire questions for y'all. I'm going to put you on the spot. Now that you're part of the family, you have to kind of come to this, you know, figurative Thanksgiving meal we're having right now. All right, Alex, you're going to have to go first. You're not going to be able to get off the hook. The best part of working with Stefan. He's a natural. Oh man, that was good. See, all right, Stephanie, here's my next on the fly question. If there's one thing you could change about Alex's work style, what would it be? Uh Um, his work style. Um, sometimes he likes to take his shoes off at work and I'm like, well, is that really appropriate right now? Well, if that's the worst it is, and especially if it's in the stock room, my goodness, I, I'm, I'm on Alex's side, but I certainly would imagine there are many listening who would say, yeah, I don't think Alex should keep doing that. Stephanie's right there. All right. This is a question. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you think so. I don't know if that's going to be a universal sentiment. If you have not already enjoyed D2 in a collared shirt, perhaps in a future episode, we will have Alex take his shoes off and we'll change the camera angle so you can see his shoes. All right. This is a question for both of you. Okay. If you think about right now, and we've already mentioned we're taping in spring of 2022 for somebody who is going to potentially open a business with their spouse this summer. What is that one piece of advice that you would say is paramount for them to take into account, not just for the benefit of their business venture, but I would say more importantly, for the sake of their partnership. I say have fun. Have Mm. fun. Because if if you don't, it's, it can be scary, it can be frightening, it can be worrisome. Uh, entrepreneurship is somebody said it is is a is is amazing, but it's also frightening mm-hmm. at the same time, you know. And uh, so, so we have fun. And um, I think her mentioned it. You know, when when we start having fun, and then it's probably time to have a conversation. Um, so that's, you know, find the races, find a work, find a home. And we made a decision that we take a date night of the week. It's just us, just the two of us, you know, there's no, we always do something and it's that particular night. And again, it's, it's just us, you know, because all the other days, we are always doing something, so we have to uh, we have to guard our relationship outside of work with with that. So, well, I'm going to un- unpack that. And, and my wife was actually the first team member I ever had to terminate. Now, it was for good reason because she kept choosing our children over actually showing up. And we realized this is not going to work or we're going to have to do something a little bit differently. And, and now after 23 years of marriage, we've kind of figured out how to make it make it all work. But she's not alongside me in the business every single day. But what I want to quickly unpack, Alex, two things that you said. It sounds like you pre-decided 
to have fun because I'm sure there are days it's difficult. Again, we're kindred spirits, all of us. There are days that are just downright hard or frustrating or worse, even though we love what we do. I've already mentioned, you might argue this, that it's you and not me, but the truth is I believe I have the best job on the planet. But it doesn't mean there aren't some moments where I'm like, oh my gosh. And yet it sounds like you pre-decided that you were going to have fun amidst all of it. Is, is, is that true or am I, am I just picking something up that you're not laying well, down? You, you know, in a previous conversation, you and I, I, I used to work for a big company and, and 13 years of, of that and part of it was the corporate world and, and I was a runner when I was doing that. So the corporate environment, I mean, I, I, I like living. In fact, when I opened this business, I took a pay cut uh, just to do it, just to do what I like to do, you know? And um, so, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've had a good time. I've, we're still having a great time, you know, and um, the passion is there. It always has been. And it's, that's not going to change. You know, I, I might be not be able to move in 10 years the way I used to move 20 years ago. But my passion never go will never go away, you know. I'm, I'm I I just I just love it, you know. Uh, I adore this. Um, and gosh, you know, going back to you know the American dream, this is this beyond that to me, you know. I, I get to have Stephanie by my side, have the fun, and enjoy it. I don't know what else I can ask. That D2, we ought to just, we ought to just wrap. I mean, that would have just shut this thing down and, and let that settle in. If we would have planned that answer, Alex, we would not have had any other content or any other questions. I still got to get Stephanie's answer though. So I am curious that one piece of advice that you might give someone who's stepping into entrepreneurship as a couple or the desire to do so maybe as early as summer 2022. Uh, I like what you said, like predetermined. I think a lot of things that we go through in life or that we want to achieve, we it's here in our mind. And when you have a set mind, predetermined, failure is not an option we will make this happen. We will get through the rough times. We will get through, we'll enjoy the good times and get through the bad times. Um, but um, so it's just having your mindset right and, and predetermining and, and setting yourself up for success. And one of those things I feel is important is um, since we do eat, sleep, work together, um, and even run together to make time for yourself. Like it's important for me to have time to do the things that I do outside of running without Alex. Mm. And it's important for mm. him. He likes to go to the gym by himself sometimes. And so to have that separation is, is key too. Um, and to do the things that we like to do outside of running without each other, to have our alone time and, um, so that would be what I would suggest, just making time for yourselves, um, which we do have, the, you know, okay, Thursday nights, this is our night together. And then um, on a, I love thrift store shopping. So, and Alex knows that about me. So I'm like, I, any chance I get to go to the thrift store or Goodwill, that's my alone time. And 
it's something that I treasure and I love doing. So just taking time for yourself and doing the things you like to do. Um, Wow, that is awesome. She mentioned they like to run together. That is true. They are doing Cruel Jewel this year together. For those of you who do not know Cruel Jewel, actually as an alumni of the race, 106 miles in the North Georgia mountains. For those of you who know the Dragon Spine, for those of you who know anything about Vogel State Park or Coosa or any of that very wickedly difficult course and terrain. That is their next challenge together. They do indeed like to run together. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes together. How are you guys feeling? How do you feel now just a few weeks away from getting to the start line? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> scared. Now, Stephanie, is that true or is he just saying that? Because it, I mean, are you guys ready? I mean, yeah, do you feel I ready? I know Alex is a little under the weather right now, but you guys have been putting in the work. What is that? Is that it looks like a ticket to the Braves game? What well, is that? It's our it's our cheat sheet to so we can get to all. Oh, those are your pace yeah, times. We're ready, Mike. We are. We're, we're ready. To, I mean, we've been training for a long time. So, and the training in itself, along with the store and the races and buying a house, all in within the same year, it's been a lot. So we put in the work. We put in our training, and um, we we are trusting in that that we've put put out so i we're ready and scared <laughs> <laughs> so he is yeah. right well that that is awesome i'm i'm looking forward to to seeing that unfold even more so looking forward to unfolding some really cool things together getting more of a chance to work with you and and your team again coming soon more information about Big Peach coming, obviously more and more opportunities for all of us to spend with Alex and Stephanie Rodriguez. They are friends of the industry. Certainly they will become friends of yours and you guys, man, it is so cool. It's such a privilege, not just to have this time, but to know the time that we'll have together in the not too distant. So thanks again for being part of this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And D2, we're not done. We've got some cool things to talk about. One, what I have to do is say in the state of affairs that is a little bit unfinished, but worth now teasing out and encourage everyone to check out. We recently upgraded our Big Peach Running Co. Dot com shop online capabilities that became a much bigger and important part of our business during the pandemic. We thought maybe it would drop off precipitously as our stores reopened. That did not happen. We've spent the better part of the last 12 months figuring out how do we get better? How do we get quicker? How do we get more inventory? And at this point, we are ready to unveil it to the world. So check us out online. You'll see so much of what you shop for in our stores already there. More to come over the weeks ahead, but a super cool project for us. I'll put a link in our show notes for you to make it super simple. The other thing, D2, I'm excited about new run ATL for the spring, perfectly timed given what I said earlier about the dogwoods. Now in stores, we've got all kinds of stuff from long sleeve. Yes, still long sleeve for those of you who are doing your runs on some of those chilly early mornings, all the way to singlets and tanks that turned out so cool, super sexy and stuff that people are going to want to see themselves in and then ultimately put themselves in. So those will be in our stores and ultimately online as we launch in 
to May. May D2 fast approaches when this releases, we'll already be there. We've got a couple of big events that you've been working super hard on, obviously creating valuable partnerships around. Give us a little bit of a preview preview of some of those events that you're working on. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been a partner with Velo City um, since last year and we're, we're back this year. Um, the event takes place on May 7th. And so you don't, you know, you can ride if you are a cyclist, you can go out and run. There's a five mile and nine mile or 5k and nine mile uh, trail run. And if you're just looking for something to do and you want to bring the family out, um, they've got guest tickets there so that you can come out and just participate. There'll be food. There'll be, you know, kid zone. There's a kid's race. There's, you know, rock climbing wall. And, you know, I think a little, little bike course and stuff that's going on. So it's, it's, it's a fun day for anyone that wants to come out. Um, whether you're, like I said, riding, I've been training, you know, for, for a ride. I've uh, taken some time away from running just to prepare myself to ride. Um, so that event's coming up on, on May 7th. So not that far away. And then the other one is hot Atlanta half marathon. So it's back, uh, after being, uh, gone for two years because of the pandemic. So it's back at, uh, at the location downtown at uh, World of uh, Coke there, Pemberton Place, and that's uh, June 12th. We're putting together a pace team, so Big Peach Running Company will be back, uh, you know, helping all of you runners uh, to come out and, uh, and pace whatever, uh, you know, you know pace you want we're going to try to match up and uh and and lead you out to that uh to that finish line so that's uh june 12th and uh so come on out and uh sign up for that uh, registration is open for that and uh it's uh always a, a you know fun time running around the city um there's not a lot of races that you can do in the middle of summer when it's you know the weather is great it's going to be warm of course because it's hot Atlanta, but, uh, at least it's not, you know, the dead of winter and, uh, and, you know, everything's kind of gray and gloomy and, and cold. So at least this will be, you know, nice, bright, sunny, um, hopefully sunny, uh, day. So it's, it's a great time. We've always enjoyed being out there and, and, and they do a great job with that race. D2, I'm going to quickly turn you into like a podcast guest as opposed to my co-host. You mentioned Velo City. You mentioned the date, May 7th. So unlike Cookie Crusher, where if you are one who listens very quickly after we've released this episode, yes, you missed Cookie Crusher. Yeah, I'm sad about that too. You can put it on the calendar for next year, but you've not missed Velo City. That supports Grady Health Foundation, such a near and dear cause for us. You mentioned some of the cool things that would be at the venue. Tell us a little bit about the courses. You did the ride last year and you have been out helping them design the run course previously. So what can people expect on the ride if they elect to sign up for that portion or if they do the trail race? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the ride is a variety of distances, anywhere from 10 miles all the way up to, uh, you know, 62, 65 ish thereabouts. So a metric century, I think it's just like 62. Um, and, um, the course is, you know, it's, it's very safe. It's one of the best places to ride in, this, in, in, uh, and around Atlanta. It's an area many cyclists refer to as silk sheets. So it's a great, uh, location. Um, the roads are not heavily trafficked. It's a very rural type of area. So you should feel very safe, um, on those roads. Um, rolling hills for the most part. So nothing I would feel that is too strenuous until you start getting into the longer distances where you do get a little bit more of, um, some, some, you know, steeper climbs and longer climbs towards the end. So unless you're doing the metric century, you should be good on those. Everything else, very, very easy to do. Um, as far as a trail, uh, those are, you know, 
on the properties, you know, you know, it's, it's Bocart farms. So, um, and it's, you know, pretty much wide, you know, double track, you know, uh, some single track at, at, a, at certain points, nothing too technical. So it's not like there's going to be a lot of climbing or something. It's, it's a relatively flat course, um, on the property. And, um, you know, one of the things that if you've seen any of the Marvel, Marvel movies, you know, um, um, Black Panther and and even you know Avengers Endgame. A lot of those scenes were you know battle scenes were filmed on this property, um, and some of the 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 set pieces are still there. So the Wakanda, the huts, they're still out there that uh, that were there as far as that battlefield. You know when Tony Stark, you know uh, his cabin, you know when when he passed away and they were, everyone kind of gathered. That's on the lake. That's on this property. And I think if you run the nine mile, you actually get to run by it. And even if you're not running that course, it's kind of cool. You can go out there. They'll give you directions and you can go out and check it out for yourself. So it's a really kind of great, um, you know, uh, venue. Um, and like I said, it's going to be fun for, for everyone. Man, you nailed that answer because I think both of them are, are great for beginners, for people who started cycling or cycling more or people who want to get into or just started out doing some trail running. I think both events, because of the variety of distances on the ride, because of the conditions of the course on the run, I think they're so appropriate for beginners. And of course, all those highlights that you mentioned. Okay, last question, D2. Should people be rightfully predisposed to signing up for the two-hour pace team for the Atlanta, uh, for the Hot Atlanta Half Marathon? Should they be what predisposed? predisposed to signing up for the two hour pace team? Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you if you can run it, Mike's Mike signed up, he's going to be leading it. You know, exactly, he's, he's that's what it. I'm exactly. saying. I'm like, so we're going to if you are not at all partial to the two hours, well, I don't know what I what I could say. So yeah, I set you up on that one. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, if you can't get enough of Mike on the podcast, you can have him all for two hours. You know, talking your ear off. You know, as you run by, you know, run alongside him. <laughs> He'll be cheering and hooting, hollering, and encouraging the entire way. So if you like that energy, sign up for the two-hour pace group. <laughs> so there it is. That wasn't a bad answer either. I tried to stump you. You are quick on your toes. And yet, at the same time, we now must bid you adieu on behalf of D2 and, of course, our featured conversation and our partners, Alex and Stephanie Rodriguez. I am Mike Cosentino saying goodbye, but perhaps only for a fortnight in the meantime as we always say as we certainly mean your best miles are just ahead hey y'all if you enjoy our podcast let us know if you have topic suggestions questions or guests you'd like to hear on the big peach ride and run podcast email us at podcast at big peach running connect with us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube